Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Jefferson again, straight ahead. K.J. Jefferson lays the wood. Jefferson, end zone for the win. Touchdown, Hogs! Arkansas finds a way in the swamp. Tyrone Broden, the hero. Good evening, Razorback fans. Welcome to the one, the only Hog Talk podcast, live from the Sterling Soap and Roastery Studios, part of the Believe in Buzz Radio Networks on 106.7 in Central Arkansas. All live shows are presented to you by Arkansas Brewing Company in downtown Ozark. I'm your host, Porter Hayes, and alongside me is Adam Hall. We're also brought to you by Bet Online. Get the latest odds, lines, matchups for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting, your favorite casino card games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online where the game starts. And as we just seen, the big time run by KJ and then the touchdown in overtime. Arkansas defeats Florida 39-36 in overtime. Um, huge, huge win. Nothing but joy after the game. Adam, I'll go to you. You know What was your thoughts leading up to that missed field goal and then carrying over in overtime? You know, at the at the end there, I was in the, oh, here we go again. Um, I just didn't see it going in our favor um, just for, you know, recent past or program past, whatever. I just assumed the worst. Um, but then there was new life, and then even going into overtime, you're just kind of like you're almost waiting for something not to go right, something not to go our way. That's just how it's always seemed to have been. Um, but then especially getting the penalty and then pushing us back to a first and 20, but I mean, seeing KJ, he put, I mean, the team, the game on his legs, um, to get that, or, you know, to, for the 19 yard, 20 yard rush, I don't remember what it ended up being, but that, and then even, you know, I think that is overlooked or overshadows the, even the rocket Sanders run where he almost went down, but stayed up on his mm-hmm. feet hand yes. on the ground and kept going to get inside the five. I mean, those two plays and then the play that won the game were just absolutely crazy. You, you look leading up to that, that the, the missed field goal. You, you had the forward progress, and I mean, I, I want to apologize to our fans for my vulgarity because I was in the moment. It was bull crap. Um, you, he was still moving forward, and you could just sense as soon as it, – it was almost like somebody went to punch the ball and he blew the whistle. Like, if you just watch it back. They were about to punt. They, that was a complete fumble. So, you're like, first of all, you're like, here we go again. You know, refs are screwing Arkansas, and they still almost did. Because then you fast forward to the, the end where they let them – they didn't let Arkansas get um, mm-hmm. substitute. Should have been a 10-second runoff. But then, you know, the commentators were saying something about um, with it not being 
with the play clock not being already started or something, they kind of got mm-hmm. a loophole out of that. But still, yeah, two two times where they almost screwed Arkansas, and thank goodness the guy missed the field goal. I mean, you're just thinking. I mean, he had to dead you know dead on all all game long. Missed the field goal. We go in overtime, and then magic happened, and it was just like thank you, you know what we've been needing. The fans. This is what we talked about, and just the will of the team to win. Just like that rocket run, that showed they wanted to win. You know, that second mm-hmm. effort, that it was like I was saying, man, I wish I'd have seen this last week, you know, the week before. But now we're seeing this fight. They went out, they can get to win a bowl game. Now, last game of the season against Missouri is going to be tough. They look really good against Georgia. But it's, that's the difference. And just seeing them, you know, hug Kenny G and just that excitement after the game, Sam Pittman, just a, it was a new fresh breath of fresh air and just the overall new what we were wanting, that fresh start. Yeah, the, they're in the fourth. I mean, there were some questionable calls because, you know, they call the play dead when they're we're punching it out and they want to call forward progress. But then on Florida's, um, I think it was fourth down, not too long before that, they gave Florida yes. forward progress to get the first down, but he was clearly stopped behind the line. And they, you know, he was stopped there and then got a push. I'm just like, so you called this one forward progress, but then you called this one dead. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, and and on that one fumble by Arkansas, which was a fumble, they mm-hmm. let that one go a little bit longer and allowed Florida to knock the ball out. I mean, he was stood mm-hmm. up, and then he kind of moved forward a little bit, and then they punched the ball out right there at the last second. So it's like you you got to give it both ways and – you know, for Arkansas to overcome that first SEC win, first win in Gainesville, I mean, the fans can actually look at this as a legit win. We're not getting our, you know, first win against FIU, you know, two weeks down the road. We're in a position now where you're carrying this momentum, you're coming back home for the rest of the season, and you're getting Auburn. You're opening up as a three-point favorite against Auburn, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but Arkansas did apparently suffer an possible, more than likely season-ending injury in Ty Washington. How crazy is it? Same injury, kind of injury, shoulder, first offensive series, same kind of thing that happened to Luke has against uh, A&M. Yeah, you really don't obviously wish for those things but it's just crazy that it's almost if not the exact same injury that has went through um you just hope that somebody behind him has that next man up mentality um whether it's gums whether nathan back steps in somebody um because i mean that position is big in the scheme of arkansas the way arkansas typically does things um but i'm anxious to see how they carry this um, into the Auburn game because, I mean, there was times early on in the Florida game that I just, you know, there were some frustrations you could tell on KJ's face. Um, I saw, you know, the look in his eyes that we've seen the majority of the season, just kind of the, here we go again. And I was kind of in that doom and gloom, if you will. But, you know, these guys rallied and picked back, picked themselves back up. Well, we're going to go down without the fight. Me and you talked, you know, before the mm-hmm. game, and I, I told you, I said, look, you know, when when they get to a 14-point lead, now's the time to lay it on, and then they answer back, it's 14-all. You're like, 
that's when I'm like, all right, something needs to happen. You know, something mm-hmm. needs to change. And then it was just a battle back and forth, you know, missed field goals, you know, by Cam Little, which if that win would have just moved the ball the other way, it would have been through the upright. And then he booms one that would have been good from 65, it seemed like. But the biggest thing was you could see the the when you're talking about Rocket, when he was in, we were going to talk about the blocking. You could see what happens when a seasoned back is in there, how mm-hmm. he was able to pick up the blocks in key moments. You know, he was able to fend off some people where, you know, KJ was able to get out of the pocket. He was able to run. He was able to get the throw off. And I want to I mean, look, the offensive line didn't play all that bad. I mean, he did get sacked. There was some times. But, you know, you could just see a whole different fight in this team. And I'm telling you, Maybe that's all it needs is to just give this team some confidence and go out there and, and block better, play better, run better, you know, and it still was a gutsy win. I mean, there's still the things that you can improve on, but when you're two and six and oh and five and you get a win against Florida, look, you gotta take this win and then worry about what you need to work on next week. Enjoy the win mm-hmm. this weekend and then get back on the practice field. And same with the fans. Like enjoy this win. Well, let's worry about what we want, what we're hoping for next week, starting tomorrow. I think this deserves a forty-eight hour rule on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we still gave up five sacks, but that's going to happen. Unfortunately, it just sucks that you know it's happened most of this season. Um, you know, one in particular. I mean, Chambly stood up and he just watched the guy blow right by him and sack him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like, what are you doing? But there was a determination in Rocket that you know, with his injuries earlier in the season that you just, you didn't see it. Um, he had a burst that you hadn't seen either. I mean, I know one in particular, the, uh, I think it was the 19 yard gain that he had um, off the right side. I mean, he, he looked like the rocket of old that, you know, that's what we've been missing, but yeah, he was one. I mean, he's picking up blocks, he's picking up corner blitzes and that helped out tremendously. It gave KJ time to roll out or to stand up in the pocket. And also, you know, we, we go back to Kenny Guyton and, you know, the confidence now he's gained. You know, look, you could tell, and this is not a scapegoat. I know I was really hard on, on, on Sam Pittman and stuff, how they addressed the Enos thing. And I was just judging things on what we were looking at at the time. You know, it's easy to say, well, he's the problem. You could just see a, a, a fresh of urgency. He had total trust in Kenny to call the place, look at the locker room afterwards. You know, they embraced him. I mean, that it doesn't matter the skill set of Kenny Guyton. If you get th- this talented team that you have, you don't have a team that's three and six talent-wise. You know, these one-possession games, swing them the other way. This is an eight and two, seven and two type team, I should say. You know, um, but that's the biggest key when we're looking at you get these guys in there that can buy in because that's where you're going to get your recruits. If you could come here and win, and you got a guy that has the energy like Guyton, who he's got something to prove. You got a guy that's never called a play before in his life. He wants that job. So guess what he's going to do? He is going to call his ass off. He's going to do everything in the power to be like, there should be no doubt. Look what I've done. And I know we're just talking about one game. I'm not ready to 
pull the interim tag off him yet. Let, let's see because it, it's, it's almost like what we talked about when you bring in a new quarterback. You mm-hmm. see what you don't know what they're able to do, so you're not you don't know how to adjust to them. Let's see how Auburn plays them. If we get the same output and he does this and they start rolling or if they build momentum, then I'll be like, ah, I think he's the guy. I'm not saying he's not, but I want to see how he really does against a team that has some tape on him now before they um, pull that interim tag off of him. Yeah, you saw um, some trust. You saw some connection um, between KJ and Guyton um, that you hadn't seen under Enos. You just, you know, even though KJ got frustrated at times, he was he just looked more comfortable. Um, I feel like the team looked more comfortable than they have. And then, you know, yeah, it's a <clears throat> it's only one game. But at the same time, you put up 481 yards of offense oh, on the numbers on the number 34 defense mm-hmm. in the country. This wasn't like this was some 60, 75, 100 ranked defense in the country. This was a, you know a top 40 defense that they put up almost 500 yards of offense on. And you look at and this is I know I'm going to throw a name out there and everybody's going to kill me, but I'm talking about in this peak. This is what Brett Bielema wanted. Out of an offense, 200 and 200. 200 yards total offense, rushing 200 yards in passing. He wanted that balance. You got that. I mean, you had in, in the offensive side, you had 226 yards rushing. You take away KJ Sachs, you had two 100-yard rushers. You had KJ had 113 yards rushing, and Rocket had 103. But with the net gain loss, KJ was at 92 yards. So you almost had two 100-yard rushers. And then we have Andrew Armstrong with 103 yards receiving. So they had 255 uh, receiving, 250 or 226 on the ground. I mean, they're, I mean, can't get more balanced than that. Yeah, and I mean, with Armstrong, too, um, it looked like, you know, he may have hit his head on the turf. He went to the locker room immediately but came back out shortly. Um Gave his fans, family, thumbs up. So we were all good, happy to see that. But yeah, I mean, the balanced offense. I mean, if you, you look at it, you don't know where the attack's going to come from. Yeah. Um, so you know, especially with me being a Baltimore Ravens fan, you know, I'm used to the the fifty fifty. You got a quarterback that can run, um, but you know, even games like today for Baltimore, I mean, Lamar Jackson didn't throw a touchdown. So it's you find those. Um, those scores and those yards wherever you can. And it throws people off because they don't know what to expect, you know, on any given down. Is your quarterback going to go? Are you going to throw it? You got a running back. You know, I mean, for Rocket to come in after missing one of the five games, mm-hmm. I mean, and having over 100 yards was huge. That, that Again, that shows you, one, he was wanting to prove people wrong. And I'm not saying the majority, but there was people out there that was comparing him to Nick Smith Jr. They're like, he's just going to hold out and – you know, and, and rightfully so. I could see the similarities, so I'm not going to say people were crazy for thinking that. But he wanted to come in, and he wanted to come back and finish strong because they, if they went out, there's some, there's still a goal to obtain. It's not like, you know, say they lost the game yesterday. We could be talking about a whole different situation, you know, on the, the obtainable goals. There's mm-hmm. still a goal to obtain. Look, and I'll tell you what, we don't have to accept – a six and six season, guys, and I, I want to make this very clear before I make this statement. We don't have to accept that they made just made a bowl game this year, but we can be proud 
of the fact that this team sitting at two and six, zero oh and five in the SEC, turned this thing around and made a bowl game. We the, both statements can be true because yes, it, yet it was disappointing. They they just made a bowl game and was six and six or whatever. But for them, where they were at, losing a you know you got a first year coordinator in January. You're midway through the season or at the bye week, and he's gone. So look at the magnitude of those losses and gains trying to get a new start, and you fall to two and six. He's gone. All the turmoil. You lose your starting running back. You lose your starting tight end. Now you lost another one, potentially. And for them to be able to gain momentum, and if they turn this thing around, I'll be nothing but proud, take my hat off to them. But we, like I said, we don't have to accept as a program – that they just finished six and six this season, or if say they don't beat Missouri five and seven. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the people, the fans, uh, you, we see a lot, especially you know, doing what we do and running the pages and the groups that we run, and the people that are all that are still at this point. I mean, what nine games into the season, calling for coaches to be fired. It's, it's not going to happen at this point. You got rid of the offensive coordinator. Um, just wait till the end of the season to see what happens. The rest of the season is going to play out how the rest of the season is going to play out. So the constant um, fire this position coach or he shouldn't return to say whatever, just it's nothing's going to change right now. Just hope that this team continues what they did on Saturday and finishes out the season strong. And then look at this, you know, going into the offseason next season, then have those conversations because mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen. None of us do. And, you know, we could all sit here and speculate, but let's just speculate and predict and talk about what's going to happen these next three games. And, you know, just think about what we're talking about. And I put this kind of question out there. You know, Guyton comes in and proves himself as an OC. He does very well, and you see an improvement on KJ. What if he comes back? What if he wants a redo from this year? What what if he wants to, you know, try to get to eight, nine wins? What if he wants to make sure he is cemented on top of every record, but you finished five and seven or six and six? And I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he's got pro on his mind, but I think KJ is one of them that what I told y'all before the season. He wants to go out as the greatest quarterback that has ever played at the University of Arkansas. And I'm just my opinion on things, just because you've played four years and you have broken all these records, if the best that you got is a nine-win season and then you finish your last year at five and seven, six and six, it's hard for me to put you at the top. You know, it's just There's- – it is. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's still a handful of guys that are seniors, redshirt seniors that still have their eligibility that can come mm-hmm. back. Um, so I think that the next three games is going to determine a lot of that. Um, you do have a handful also that are, you know, super seniors that don't, aren't going to have eligibility. Um, a lot of them are the transfer ins. Yeah. But you've still got, I mean, nine, 10, 11 guys, some, you know, I have significant playing time. Some you probably don't quite know who they are, but at the same time, you've got a lot of leadership and a lot of veteran players that could come back if things go, you know, 
how they went yesterday. Yes, and and that's another thing, you know, um, all these – look at KJ's position. If he does come back, you got two guys fresh or, or at tight end. You got two tight ends, and, and you're talking about this. You give them another year in this program where they can focus on blocking. You get an overhaul on your offensive line, and you get an offensive line that can come in and block for you. You got a running back that could start blocking for you. And then you do nothing but win on top of that. Now there is a gamble to it because I mean again, you're you're playing Russian roulette with this because if things don't go the the way that you want and you come back for a fifth year, your fifth year, and you're still six and six, seven and six because of the new schedule and all that, now we're back at square one. So I mean, I, I know that I'm just gonna throw hypothetically out there. Say they do beat Missouri, get bowl eligible, of course, you know, the chances are he's going to sit there and say, I'm coming back, you know, or, or it's leaning toward it. Because you're in the emotions, you're in the you're in the mm-hmm. moment, you know. So you just got to hope that – I mean, and then again, he might not want to come back. We, we got a backup in Jacoby Criswell that is sitting here learning. He's sitting there chomping at the bit, so – we can put all of our trust in him as well because we know he's a good quarterback and he's getting to learn. So what better person to learn behind than KJ? Yeah, I mean, whatever – whoever decides to come back, you know, you you hope that they do it. I feel like they, they would do it for something to prove. Um, the season didn't go how anybody had planned, predicted. Um, so – you know, you really would, you want to send these guys out on a high note and there's still the uncertainty of, okay, they come back and well, what happens if the same thing happens next? I mean, you never know, but these guys, you know, could look at, okay, are they going to transfer? Are they going to do anything wherever they're going to transfer or even get playing time? Cause the grass is not always greener when these guys transfer out. And then they have to look at, you know, where do they stand in the NFL draft, draft prospect world? If we've seen players announce that they're going to come back and then don't, um, Isaiah Joe did, uh-huh. you know, and that was one of those things that, you know, we were all on the high horse that he was returning and then he ended up going to the NBA and it worked out for him. So, which I know the NBA is completely different world from the NFL in that aspect of getting drafted. Um, but you know, these guys have their futures to worry about. So whatever their decisions are, it's their decisions. You know, these are business decisions for these guys. You're, you're looking at the roster right now, you bring back your field goal kicker. You bring back your punter. You bring back one of your key linebackers. Then you get the the ones that have been hurt, you know, McAdoo. You get um, Haas back. You get um, Washington back. You know, you get a lot of people, Thomas, a junior. You know, I mean, there's when you look at the, the Landon Jackson Jr., Rocket Sanders Jr., I know that might be a far-fetched deal, but again, going back to that point, what uh, what if these those two guys want that redo? That that's what I'm thinking in my head that they come into this season, they were projected to be the best duo in the SEC. KJ was supposed to be the best quarterback. Things didn't work out with the offensive line and the OC. And they want to go out winners, and they want to go out to prove this is what I can really do, and this is a package deal. Now, NIL truck might have to back up. You know what I'm saying? 
that that's just where we are in the, in, the, in the world of college football. But to keep them, it, it it might like I said with Rocket it might be far fetched. It might even be far fetched for KJ. But man, you could get those two guys back. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, um, you know, out of the out of the bunch, whether it's um, juniors or whoever's you know eligible for the draft. I mean, Landon Jackson, Mel Kiper had him as the number one defensive end prospect in the mm. country on his draft board. So when when that happens, you know, you strike it while it's hot. Yeah, because you never know what's going to happen. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was just looking at the roster and oh, potentially yeah. who could come back. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll finish off the Florida talk, and then we'll move on to some more basketball talk, soccer, and women's basketball get started this week. So we will be right back after the break. Attention DOIers and home improvement enthusiasts. Are you searching for the right tools and the supplies to tackle your next project? Look no further than Metters Hardware Store. With locations in Ozark, Alma, and Clarksville, our vast selection of hardware and building materials is sure to have everything you need, whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or building a new deck. Most of our knowledgeable staff is always on hand to offer expert advice and guidance. And with our competitive prices and convenient online ordering, Metters Hardware Store is your one-stop shop for all your DIY needs. Visit us today and let's build something amazing together. Are you in need of legal representation? Look no further than the law offices of Robertson, Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson. As the oldest law firm in the River Valley, we have been serving our clients for over 100 years with locations in Ozark, Fort Smith, and Springfield. Our experienced team of attorneys provide expert guidance and advocacy in a wide range of legal areas, including personal injury, family law, criminal defense, and more. Trust in our history and experience to get the results you deserve. Contact the law offices of Robertson Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson today at 479-782-8813. That's 479-782-8813. Are you looking for a place to grab a cold drink and some delicious food? Look no further than Arkansas Brewing Company. Located at 201 South 1st Street in beautiful downtown Ozark, our establishment offers a wide selection of craft beers and tasty eats. But what sets us apart is our welcoming atmosphere and friendly staff. At Arkansas Brewing Company, you'll always feel like part of the family. So visit Destiny and Christopher Brockett and staff today and see for yourself what makes us the go-to spot for locals and visitors alike. Arkansas Brewing Company, come for the drinks and stay for the friends. Searching for premium brewery products that will take your daily routine to the next level? Look no further than Sterling Soap Company. Our handmade soaps, aftershaves, and balms are made with only the finest ingredients that give you the ultimate grooming experience. With a variety of scents to choose from, there's something for everyone. Plus, our products are crafted in small batches to ensure the highest level of quality. So why wait? Visit www.sterlingsoap.com or visit our retail store at 16 West Walnut Street in Paris, Arkansas. Shop our collection and discover the difference for yourself. Upgrade your grooming routine with Sterling Soap Company. And want to welcome you back to the Hog Talk podcast. And we'll move on a little bit to the, the Auburn game uh, before we move on to other sports. Uh, Auburn coming off a 31-15 win in Vanderbilt, moving them to 5-4 and four overall, 2-4 and four in the conference. So another winnable game. Um, and, yeah, it, it's funny saying winnable game. Now we can say that because of the performance against Florida. This is at home, and I'm telling you, 
j- just how much momentum you gained winning in a place that has never. This is one of them where we talk about 48-hour rule. Adam, I think this is going to have to be one of them where they're going to have to completely shut that down and truly focus. They can't let, let this be like how so many people are just saying that uh, everybody's Arkansas's uh, Super Bowl or you know, there's so many Super Bowls that Arkansas plays in and other sports, you know. I guess, you know, because Purdue was saying that that was their Super Arkansas Super Bowl and exhibition game, you know. So you got to put this game beside, behind you and really focus on the Auburn game because you got to take this one game at a time and you got to win out. Yeah, and that's one thing. I mean, we've talked about actually a few times this year, you know, after the LSU loss. Um, did they – was that the best game we're going to see? Did they leave it all on the field? You know, how was that going to carry over to the next game? So now, you know, flip the scripts, okay? So now you're riding high. First, you know, team in Arkansas history to ever go into Florida and win. Um, you just – you hope I, – I feel like these guys would, you know, come practice time. It's going to be all eyes on Auburn. They move forward. You know, they put it behind them. It's, okay, what's next? Who's next? you know, they move on from the win uh, this past Saturday. Yeah, and I don't know really what to take from the, the Auburn game, but um, Jacquez Hunter had 183 yards rushing on 19 carries. So, I mean, that's good news for Arkansas because of the way their defense have been playing. Yeah, they've given up, given up a couple of gash plays to, on the ground, but, you know, Peyton Thorne, was 17 for 27, only had 194 yards passing, two touchdowns, and was sacked twice. Um, I know, again, we're talking about Vanderbilt. So, maybe coming off of that win against Florida, now this defense is charged up because now they have more confidence in their offense. I mean, that, that was a thing we talked about last week of how much more this defense can they withstand and, and – keep carrying this team on their back and then not get support from the offense. Now we're seeing yeah, what can happen. Yeah, looking at, I mean, Auburn on the season, just comparisons in FBS rankings, you know, compared to Arkansas. Um, points per game, they're at 70th, we're at 66. Both of us are averaging over 27 points a game. Um, their turnover differential is 32nd in the country. Was We're 45th. So I think this game in the aspect of just – where it gets down to how even the teams are, you know, on paper stats wise, I mean, they're pretty even mm-hmm. when it comes down to yards per game, how much yards given up per game points per game. So it's going to be, I think just who has the better game plan and who executes better, which I know is like any game, but there's, there's not any um, one area. I think that uh, either team is just, you know, so much further along than the others. Yeah, uh, and that's, you know, this is going to come down turnovers, mm-hmm. um, three and outs. Look, we you know, and this is one thing I really didn't want to critique about the Florida game. Um, you know, look, you, you've got to make sure that with a team like this, um, Auburn, this they win, they're bowl eligible. You know, they're, so there's a goal for them to, to obtain, just like with Florida. If Florida would have won, you know, they were bowl eligible. So you're going into a game where they that, – that is a goal to teams. All right. We're bowl eligible. Let's move. You know, we we attain this goal. Now, where do we go from here? You know, Auburn's coming in. That would put them at three and four in the SEC, six or and six and four overall. You know, this is one of these things where Arkansas is playing with house money. They got to win out, or it's you know a wraps on bowl eligibility. 
I know they let some five and seven teams in per se. I don't know how much that's changed when it comes to how many bowl games there are. Um, but this is a very important game for Arkansas to now to keep the momentum. Look, you did had a very good win against Florida, but I'm telling you right now, it's only going to last one week if you lose to Auburn. I mean, because we're going to be right back down to where we were. You got to keep this going. You you got to keep the momentum going. Um, of course, the, the, we have a, a Chris Corley says if Sam is retained next year, wouldn't Guyton have to be the OC? That's for him to that that goes back to what we said before the break. Let's see how he does when the people have a game plan on him. Let's see what Auburn does, and then Missouri before we're just ready to give him the OC. But the way the players have responded to him, the way he's responded to only doing this for two weeks per se because of the bye week, it's looking very promising. I'll tell you this: if this man goes on a run and they go four and zero and they make a bowl game, yeah, you lift that tag. You lifted that tag because. This man has brought you back out of the ashes again. I'm sorry. Call me a prisoner in a moment, but you got to give him that tag. Absolutely. Um, and, I, I mean, I think that's the that would be the scenario that, you know, the right thing to do. Um, there's so much questions around it. Uh, it could go either way. I mean, it would be, you know, if they won, let's say, you know, they only won three more games or including this last weekend, but we missed the bowl game. You know, I think it would have to be still hardly looked at as to how much has the offense progressed under him in those four games. And do you want to risk, I mean, losing, whether it's players, whether it's confidence, whether it's, um, you know, whatever it may be, because you bring somebody else in and then I if you brought in another OC, I would then question who he would retain. Would you then lose Kenny Guyton to somewhere else? I mean, there's a lot of questions, a lot of touchy sub, you know, situations in that. Well, you you brought up a great point. That that was the letting the, the season play out. So, you know, and when I say lift the tag, I mean, look, you we've seen Missouri's a damn good team. You know, if if mm-hmm. Arkansas beats Auburn. They do what's expected, and they run away with the FIU game, and they compete and play a tough game against Missouri and do come up short. I still think you give them the, give them the tag because I'm telling you, mm-hmm. you can't, one, judge him for losing against a very good team. They hung with Georgia right till the end, and we can't give him – we can't sit here and say, well, after one game we're not going to lift the tag – and then after one game, or Missouri game, say, well, he he does, he's not the guy for the job. You can't. So this is a we got to take this as a four game. This is your audition. Let's see how you do in these four games. He's passed the first test. Let's see how he does mm-hmm. next week against Auburn. Let and again, I want to see how he does against a team that he's really supposed to win big against. Because you learn more from that just as much as you do these tough games. How do you handle putting the pedal to the metal and really, you know, getting your guys in there and then developing your team, your, your second string, and these guys that really get these rest, KJ, rest your starters for that big battle that's coming against Missouri at the end of the year? Yeah, it's – there's a lot that's going to happen over these next, you know, this next month, if you will. Yeah. So, um 
I, I just say take it right now for um, hopefully the team's taking it, you know, one game at a time, which I think they are one day at a time, one practice at a time. Um, I don't see any I, – I just see more likely, you know, if they win three games, definitely if they win four games, I mean, you pull that interim tag. Yes. Um, and, you know, I know that there was question when uh, Guyton took the interim – you know, what, what about Jimmy Smith? Um, just because he's called plays before. But, you know, I figured that those were conversations that were probably had behind the scenes that we aren't privy to. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think, you know, Guyton was the one that was ultimately decided was ready for this and probably would have the most – I think that he probably had the most um, connection with the previous offensive coordinator in the sense of play calling – you know, with the players that we have and everything to make it an easier transition. Oh, definitely. Because look, I think if he wanted to, I think that that discussion would be out of the question because Sam Pittman had that choice. You know, mm-hmm. he, he could promote any of his guys who do I want my play caller to be. He went with Guyton. You, you can't, I mean, I mean, I guess you could, but you're really going to piss some people off because if you give Guyton the keys to the car, he drives this thing with a full tank of gas and gets you where you need to go. And then you're like, oh, we're going to hand it off to this guy. I, I think that would be a piss-poor move on Pittman because you had the chance, say it was Jimmy Smith. And I'm not saying this to start any controversy nothing. So anybody's quoting me, or don't take it out of context. I think if he would have said, I want Jimmy Smith to run this team, he would have let him have the keys for the four games. And then, I mean, that that's where I'm looking mm-hmm. at it. You know, you can't. So – uh, before we switch subjects, I do want to share that uh, top-tier state, uh, they are going to be having a tailgate at uh, – they will be outside the garden. So, if nobody is familiar with top-tier state, look them up. they got 560-some-odd thousand followers on Instagram. Very uh, – they have a clothing company. So, they reached out to us to promote and, and let everybody know that we would be uh, – talking about them being – they're going to be at right next to Lot 56 in the gardens. Stop by. They said they're going to have a lot of food, merch, come hang out with them. So definitely want to give them a shout-out. And hopefully we're looking at a true 71. Now that's what I want to ask you before we go. Do you think there's 72,000 people in the stands next weekend? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> if we had lost Saturday, I think you would have been down in the 60s. Um, I think it's going to be a packed house. Um, come Saturday just to see if they can continue. And especially it's your last three-game stretch. Um, you know, your last three games of Fayetteville this season. So I, I really think that it's going to be a packed house on Saturday, especially being a 3 o'clock game. It's right in that sweet spot for people. So I think that they're they're going to be, you know, ready to go fan-wise. And we'll, we'll switch over to soccer now. Um, Arkansas soccer made it to the SEC championship, I think, seven out of the last eight years, um, 0-7. In those championship games, they fall one nothing to Georgia uh, on an on-goal by Malum, and it was really close. I mean, it really was close. It could have been a Georgia goal, Arkansas on goal, and they did decide to give it to be an on-goal. Georgia come out hot, pressuring. Um, I don't know what it is about these tournament games that Arkansas just has such bad luck in it, but I want to say this right now. Look, they're SEC champs, regular season champs. They got an SEC championship. They're making it to the tournament finals. 
you had three people get injured in this game. You know, small injuries, but you had White, Potagil, and I can't remember the, the other one that got that was injured as well or hurt. But Colby Hale doesn't put a lot of emphasis in, and this is not a, this is not an excuse. This is not, of course, you want to win, but this is not to uh, excuse him for anything. But he stated he doesn't put a lot of emphasis in these tournaments because the long goal is to win a national championship. The long goal is to get that seeding. And that goes like what we're talking about with baseball and basketball. If you think you need to improve your seeding, you're going to play hard and you're going to try to improve your seeding. I think Arkansas is pretty much locked up what seed they were going to have. We're going to find out this week their seeding. But congratulations to Georgia. Made one hell of a save. I mean, Tankersley had with like 27 seconds mm-hmm. left, had a chance on a, on a handball violation by uh, Georgia. She had it. I mean, that was going in, and, and the defender, I don't know if – I can't remember if it was a goalkeeper one of the defenders, stuck their foot out the right second, and it just popped it out. And then Arkansas, the irony, they had a handball to end the game. So, But, look, tip their hat to Georgia, first ever SEC tournament championship win for them. But I'm not hanging anything on. Arkansas can never win that championship game because you're SEC champs. You go to the tournament, that's extra four games, and you're trying to end goal – win a national championship. So, I, I don't know about you, but I would take a national championship over an SEC tournament championship. I'd take an SEC regular season championship over a tournament championship. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the SEC regular season championship um, is more to hang your hat on than a po- or a conference championship or conference tournament championship. But you've got coaches in place in multiple programs that know this, that understand this, that get their teams prepared for the national scene, not just your conference championships. You know, we've seen it um, in basketball. I mean, you know, you don't want to lose these games, yeah. but at the same time, you're getting prepared for the national tournament and whatever sport it may be. So, you know, if it's you lose, then you just rest and get prepared for what your seating's going to be. And go from there. I mean, I think everybody would, you know, take a national championship mm-hmm. over a conference tournament championship. Well, and I think the same people that want to sit here and complain saying Colby can't win the big game is, is the same ones that get on Dan Horn for never winning the SEC baseball tournament. It's, it's the same mm-hmm. situation. These guys have been around a long time. I mean, Arkansas overall right now is 14-4. and four. They were 8-1-1 one and one in the conference. I mean, that was, you know – they tied and, and lost one, and so I guess technically it would be 8-2-1 and one if you want to consider this a conference game because they did uh, get beat by Auburn 2-1 to one earlier in the season, but they um, got, uh, got, got a revenge game, I should say, on that. They beat them 4-0 in the first round of the SEC tournament. Also this week, women's basketball starts. Um, Adam, I'm I, this is going to be – one of the most anticipated seasons I want for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the depth, the team. They play Tuesday night against Louis and Monroe. What, what are you excited for when it comes to the basketball team this year? Um, I I mean, for Michaela Daniels coming back, I think she's got a lot that she wants to prove for herself and for this program, for Coach Neighbors. Um, uh, she's one that, you know, her coming back is huge. Um, the depth of this team is ridiculous compared to what we've seen in, <laughs> yes. seen in the past. Um, 
you know, it's one of those you questioned in the past, like, okay, if this person goes down, then who's going to come and replace it? Or how are we, you know, where are we going to make it up? But now it's just, you have so many different players that can come in and give somebody else a break that, you know, Michaela is not going to have to have the ball in her hands, you know, 90% of the time. You know, there's going to be other people to run the offense to let her play off the ball. And so, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to see, you know, how they, how they go, you know, like everybody, I'm mm-hmm. kind of anxious and to see, uh, you know, this press that, you know, coach neighbors put it out there early on in summer. And the reason he did so, like he told us here on hog talk was he said it so that his coaches and the team could hold it to him that he made sure to implement it. Yeah. And, and they, like you said, with the depth, they have the true depth, um, that they need. They're, they're four deep at guard. Mm-hmm. You got Carly Keats, mm-hmm. Tilia Scott, Mack, and Sam. So you can go too deep at that position. You know, we're looking at the whole with Sailor and Sasha. You're bringing back all two all SEC defenders. Emory Ellis is dealing with the, with the arm issue. She should be ready to go here in a couple of games. Um, but man, doubt a hundred percent. Look, watching her mm-hmm. play. Her, I'm telling you, look. She her mid range jumper is. Cash. That's the only thing mm-hmm. I can say about her mid-range jumper. And then being able to shoot the three and that confidence and her being having that confidence on her knee. Uh, Poffenbarger, you know, coming back again, lethal score. When she – I asked her that. We had the media availability, and I told her, I said, look, you, you wear your emotions on your sleeve. I said, if I can critique anything about your game, that's the one thing. Just because you hit a couple of shots or don't hit a couple of shots, you, you can see the frustration. It really affects her game. But uh, so I'm really looking forward to them. I mean, basketball, full swing. I mean, mm-hmm. look here as we present you with our Razorback sports schedule for the week. Go on our page. We'll have it up. You can see every sport that's going to be going on from Sunday to Saturday, the times and where you can see it on TV. I know we get that uh, asked a lot. So we're going to start uh, pinning this to the front of our uh, top of our Facebook page. So if you need any questions on who's playing, what channel, where, we're going to have you covered right here with our Razorback Sports schedule. It will be updated every week. Um, so really looking forward to this month of sports. I mean, we got this Thanksgiving holiday season. We, my wife and I, we've already got the tree up and everything decorated. So she had Hallmark movies on. So that, that's what it, it's Christmas in full swing in November, and it was 82 degrees today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was looking at this when I was looking at the week, week schedule. I looked at Friday and I was just kind of like, we are in full swing because you had that 1030 a.m. women's game that we have every year. And I think that's the game that uh, the elementary schools are invited to. Listen. And I was just like, you've got, I was like, it is here and ready to go. I went to the one my very first year covering the team and I. Listen, you got 7,000 kids, and they are giving them sugar. They are giving them candy and Coke, mm-hmm. and they are telling them scream after every point. This game, you it could be a 40-point game, but you think it's a tie ball game because they're screaming after every basket made. It, it, it's mm-hmm. really fun that they bring in the kids all over from Northwest Arkansas to, uh, to see the game. But, yeah, it, it's definitely one of their highest-attended games of the season but yes it's it's one of them you if you're there want to go to the game be mindful there's going to be about seven thousand elementary kids there with you so you might want to bring the earplugs or any kind of earmuffs or anything like that if, if you're very sensitive but uh 
great show tonight. I want to mm-hmm. welcome everybody who come and and always we love the fans who interact, ask questions, and and comment. It's the best thing, best part of our day. The ones that have been you know, interacting with our question of the days and everything throughout the week. We really appreciate every, every one of y'all. So uh, Adam, you got anything else before we wrap it up? No, I mean, like he said, we appreciate all the feedback, all the comments, all the interactions. I mean, that's what really keeps us going. Um, The shares, you know, if you don't agree with something that we say or post, I mean, comment. Yep. We, I think we're both, you know, quick to respond. We don't have Mm -hmm. to agree on everything. So um, you know, you can always catch us here, catch us in Hog HQ on Facebook, wherever it may be. We are, I mean, literally at fingertips away, linked away. That's right. Well, that will do it for this episode of the Hog Talk Podcast. Again, always brought to you by Bet Online, Arkansas Brewing Company, and the Buzz Radio Network. We will catch you later on this week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.